Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Odyssey, where we share stories of entrepreneurs and their journeys and their businesses. And today we have guest Sherilyn Arnold. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi. So I uh, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. I have talked to you just a little bit. I have a little bit of understanding of some of the businesses that you're running, but if you wouldn't mind, just go through and tell the listeners a little bit about the businesses that you're operating right now. So right now I'm involved in three, three companies that I own. One is in network marketing. That's a long time business. I just hit my 28 year mark on the 28th of this month. I'm not super involved in the day-to-day of that anymore because I wanted to pursue other things. So I've got some people running it for me and they're doing a great job. And I'm putting my time into a business called Overage Finders, and that's a surplus funds recovery business. We basically let people know that we there is money out there that we can help them through the legal process of recovering. And my really my little pet business that just brings me a ton of joy is a new business called Dear Dreamer. And that's um, a business where we enrich and empower, enrich women's lives, empower them. And we've uh, got some books that I say we because I started it with my daughter. She's my 50% partner. We've got some books tied to that company and some international retreats that we take women on. So that's what we're involved in so far for now. To collect companies. (laughs) I think that's great. I've talked to a few entrepreneurs and a lot of them have been focused on one particular company they're working with. So this is interesting, a little bit different where you have multiple businesses that you're running. So it sounds like you're very passionate about the Dear Dreamer. That's your newest one. What prompted you to start that? I think when I stayed in the network marketing business probably about 10 years too long <laughs> because I loved the like the girl tribe atmosphere. I loved the community and being in business for myself, but not by myself. I really loved that aspect. And when I stepped away from it, I knew that I was going to have to replace that part of it. And that's why we started Dear Dreamer, so that we could just surround ourselves with positive women who are looking for some help and who are interested in self-improvement and changing their lives and breaking their limiting beliefs. And that's I think our number one reason for starting that is we really needed that in our lives. And we hope that we can add value to other people's lives. That's fantastic. What would you say is your best way to get people involved in your network? The best way is to set yourself up as an authority. And we are all I think every person on earth is an authority in something. You have been through something or experienced something or put a lot of time into something that not everyone has. And there are people out there seeking what you know, what you've been through or what you can help them with. And first identifying what, how can you set yourself up as an authority? What do you know? What can you do? And the, and then secondly is communicate, getting that out to people, communicating that out to people. So right now for us, 
We're really enjoying working virtually after hitting the pavement for 28 years, being in countless homes and having countless people in my house and always being gone, running around, setting up appointments and all of that. I actually am loving the virtual world and we've mm. got to get that out through, a, if you want to just talk technical steps, know how to build a sales funnel, know how to collect emails, know how to properly attract people through social media. That's, that is what we're doing. We are looking for a specific group of women. We're not looking to attract everyone. Not everybody, this won't appeal to everyone, mm -hmm. but we are looking for a specific type of person and we have to communicate that message clearly and broadcast it out to the world, basically. Mm -hmm. So that's, so that's what we're doing. Yeah, what's your main hook? What is it that you put out there that women say, oh, I want to be a part of that, or I want to download the free offer and yeah. walk us through that a little bit. I think this would be a great opportunity to just take your brain and learn how to build a network. Yeah, I'm looking at that. And we had to choose, we had to choose our ideal client. We had to choose who, who if we could wave a magic wand and clone a bunch of people, what would this person look like? So we had to choose that. And then we had to, everything we put out, we pretend we're speaking to that person. So we'll attract mm -hmm. that person. And so the books, wow, we never wrote those books to make a profit. They actually cost us money. We used a book coach. We did it the right way. We mm -hmm. wanted to control the pricing and everything. So we had to self-publish those on Amazon and we give those away for free. And that by, I have, several funnels and I can track how people um, found us and, mm -hmm. and came to us. And I would say 80% of the people we attract are women looking for self-help books in those categories. So we mm. put out our free books and it brings me so much joy. That book on setting healthy boundaries, I've been wanting to write for about mm -hmm. 20 years and have never gotten around to it. And I love it when people say, I read your book, it helped me so much. I don't need to make a dime when I hear that. So we are putting our books out and then we've got some travel tips. We are looking also for travelers. We're looking for women who want self-help. We're looking for women who also who just love to travel. And so I've got travel tips out. We've been to, I've been to seven countries in the last five years and I've got some, I'm very frugal, mm -hmm. but I also like nice things. So I don't go, I'll stay in hostels, but I do have some ways to save money big time and still have a really nice trip. So I put those out. That's probably my second best hook um, is mm. that. And then the retreat, we just, the retreat is, that is our high ticket item. We obviously, it's a trip to Europe. It's going to not, we're not going to put that out there for free, but right. that <laughs> is probably our number three way of just connecting people. And um, I'll let you ask your next question because I talk too much. But there, that's those are the things that we are using to attract our ideal clients. Yeah, I don't think you're talking too much. Everything you're talking about is really going to help people, I believe, to look at the more technical side of building a network. How important is networking as an entrepreneur? I know the answer to that, but what do you think? I want to hear your answer. Oh, my gosh. Networking is everything, everything. And when I left that network marketing company... And it was just me alone building my own company under my own name with my own brand. That became very apparent to me that I needed help. I floundered 
probably mm-hmm. for a good six months. There are so many things in this this new world and so many things that are different now, the way people want to buy, the way people want to interact, the way people want to be sold to, it's so different. And you can't be an expert in everything that you're going to need to make that happen. For instance, I needed a book coach to write my book. They're, oh my word, so daunting to try to write a book (laughs) that looks nice, that looks professional Mm -hmm. and that is copyrighted and has a cover and has an introduction and just has the author's note and to get it edited, I had to find a book coach to get that Mm -hmm. book out. And she found me an editor to edit the book. And wow, Mm -hmm. that was a lot of work. And then I needed a branding coach because I need to put myself out there consistently. I need to be putting forth a consistent message with consistent images and consistent language. I need a website that looks professional and is um, not something that I have to sit and babysit and build and I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, so we've got a web designer, a branding coach. We, oh, I went to France last year on a trip um, with a tour company and I met, I loved the tour guide. I loved him. We mm-hmm. became friends. We, we still talk through mm-hmm. Facebook like all the time. And when I booked this retreat to France, I was like, I can't take people to Normandy. I've never been to Normandy. I don't even know where to go in Normandy or what to do. And sure. so I reached out to him and he's, oh my gosh, I would love to, to be your tour guide. So I just, you know, you need to be collecting a team mm-hmm. of people and we're paying all of these people. It's the money that we're making is blessing multiple families. And then I don't have Mm -hmm. to wear all the hats. Mm -hmm. And I'm always looking for like-minded people that I can just put in my circle. And when I can bless them, I bless them. When I need their business, they bless me Mm -hmm. with their knowledge and know-how. But if you're going to achieve any level of success, like real success, it's going to take a whole team of people and you're going to be need to constantly be networking and looking for those people, how you network and where you network totally up to you and your personality, but you're never going to be able to be an island unto yourself Mm -hmm. if you're going to make it. No, I know I agree hundred percent. I feel like the network is probably one of the biggest things. Like you said, not only is it attracting people who are going to buy from you, but also attracting people to you that are going to help you fulfill and help others and bless others and get the word out about who you are and what you do. So no, I agree hundred percent. And I feel like understanding the funnels like you're talking about. So you need a nice funnel. We talk a sales funnel and that's attracting people who don't know you and then sending them through a process where they get to know you a little bit better and get them comfortable with you. So they get to know who you are, trust you And then, like you said, a free book or a free gift or something in exchange together, an email, contact information. And then you can start looking, start talking to them more. And then as they learn to like your company and like who you are, then they'll tell other people about you. And that just helps build your network. It's so true. And people need seven, they say approximately seven exposures to you or your idea before they will even consider acting. And then some of them need seven more before Mm -hmm. they take even the the smallest step towards entering your business world. Email, 
email marketing is the way to go. It's non-intrusive. Mm -hmm. They can unsubscribe. If they're done with you, you won't even know that mm -hmm. they did. You don't have to have an awkward conversation. And they can open those if they want to or not open them. But yeah, and that's, and then building that relationship. So networking that way, yes, through that. I, I do have a really nice program. We can put it in the um, description sure. of the podcast, but I am an affiliate for, I, I found a program called Grammatically and it will run your whole, the whole virtual side of your business, even from, it's got the funnels, it's got web pages if you need those, it's got the sales funnels, and then it will send emails for you with an unsubscribe feature. So it will capture people's emails and then it will broadcast them out for you. It will send invoices like we have our people paying for our trip that way funnels them right through to the application, the deposit, the invoice, and it keeps track of their payments. It will do anything. So mm -hmm. I feel so blessed I found that. That was just through networking. I came across that, but I'm an affiliate for that. So I can give you a link for that too. If people are needing help building a, it's very robust and the customer service is amazing. So yes, I think everyone, everybody in business needs a funnel. And mm -hmm. emails, everyone. Yep, yep. That's how you build that list. So we've talked a little bit about your hook. What's the story that you tell people in your funnels to talk about you and your business and what they will get out of it? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the emails that I'm writing are, number one, I, I write three different kinds of emails. So the first type that I write are speaking to their pain points, struggles that they might be having that I understand. So just telling my own story stories of my own life, of my own struggles, and how I overcame them so that they can see that I am a person that can offer them solutions. Mm -hmm. And if those stories don't resonate with them, again, they're not my person. They're, I'm not mm -hmm. the person for them because I'm just looking for people who are going through what I have been through so that I can lead them through it. Um, the second type that I write is just free content. Mainly, mm -hmm. I'm, I write mainly to moms and mompreneurs because that's been my whole life. I've got four kids. I still have two at home. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been a mompreneur since my children were born. So my yeah. oldest is, is 25. So of the 28 years that I did my network marketing business, I did 25 of it with little babies. I never had a nanny. I worked mainly from home during those years and just the kids, but I can help mompreneurs with just about anything that they're going through. So I like to give free information about being a mom or being a mompreneur. Mm -hmm. And then the, the third thing that we talk about is travel. Those mm -hmm. are, that's basically my whole life right, right there in a nutshell. The things that I like to do, I like to help people. I like to travel and I am an expert and an authority in being a mompreneur. I write about those things because those are the things I know. Those are the things you know, and it attracts yeah. people who are interested in those types of things, yeah. which is, and that's the audience that you're looking for. So yes. you can continue to write about those things and then travel with yeah. them and get to know them. And they have a lot in common with them. So I'm sure as yes. you travel, they become friends and you can become more sort of looking or intimate yeah. and connected. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Tell me about a time where what you didn't work and how you were able to turn that around and figure that out, what you learned from it. Most of the things I've tried have not worked, honestly. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's part of being an entrepreneur. It is not smooth sailing, but the freedom and the flexibility and being able to get paid what you decide you're worth is invaluable. I would mm-hmm. just about go through anything, but I will tell you, okay, so this asset recovery business, I've the man mentoring me, he's only been at it for six or seven years. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I have more experience being an entrepreneur and more experience like in the sales aspect of it. And I just wanted his methods and his legal paperwork, his scripts, and I and his help and advice. So mm-hmm. I chose him and but he is pretty hands off. Like you have to develop your own methods. And I, we try to find people and we have an address, we have a name and an address. That's all we have. And they no longer live mm. at the address. I, in the early days, we would send out a hundred letters every two weeks, 200 letters a month. Mm. And I got a box at the post office and I never went and checked it mm. and nobody was calling me. Rob, like nobody. It was like crickets. And I was sending mm. out hundreds and hundreds. And think of the postage on that. And I was paying oh, yeah. my daughter to print them and stuff them and all of that. And then one day I got a call from the post office. Hey, you need to come clean out your box. Like we can't get any more letters in it. And I'm like, what? It was like no. a big box. Yeah. I would say of the, so of like the 1600 letters in the 1600 letters we sent, probably 1590 were in mm. there. <laughs> Wow, really? Wow. <laughs> Returned back to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm not the type of person people, some people are not, they're not made to be entrepreneurs. They're just mm-hmm. not. This is how you know you are because I, my daughter and I used to walk in the mornings and that's how we had our company meetings, company. Of two. Sure. So we were walking and I was like, so we got almost hundred percent of our letters returned to us. Should have probably been checking the mailbox. <laughs> um, we weren't expecting people to write back to us. We we're expecting them to call us. We right. just the letters were making it and they just didn't want to call us. And we were trying to craft better letters. <laughs> I'm like, so that didn't work. And she's like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, so we're not going to write letters anymore. We're going to, let's send text messages. Let's get some private investigator software. Let's just mm-hmm. pay for it. Let's pay exactly what we were paying on postage. We won't be able to get top of the line, but we'll be able to get something. And let's just get some phone numbers and start sending text messages. Other people would quit. They would say, oh, this doesn't work. As soon as they hit, they have one solution. When that Mm -hmm. one solution doesn't work, they're incapable of going around it and finding other solutions. Good entrepreneurs will just pivot away and just be like, lesson learned. Call it tuition. All the hundreds and hundreds of dollars of stamps and hours put into it. That's just tuition to learn a way that doesn't work. Yep. So I'd say that was like our most costly error, which isn't that bad. I don't, stamps are what, like 30 some cents. So right. it wasn't too bad, but. But, but still it was money that you'd spend. $1,000. And you, you, yeah. yeah. And you didn't get the return, but you didn't give up. But no, you, we did learn something. You found another way to, I think it was Earl Nightingale that I was listening to years ago. And he was talking about how people could, do so much better in life financially if they would just take the time to think. And I think so many times, like you say, they have one solution and then they just, that didn't work. Okay. That business isn't going to work, but you have to take the time to think about what are some of the other options? What are some other angles? What are some of the other things that we can do? I'm in the marketing business. And so I'm always trying to develop 
better ads for my customers and videos and same kind of thing, the hook, the story, the offer, and they have to do it the right way. And if one doesn't work, you just switch gears and try something else. You just have to find that thing that's going to reflect with their clients, my clients, and get them to give them a call or send an email, get in touch with them. I have also learned... Trying and trying, yeah. You just have to keep going and keep building and try new things. And the whole Edison story, I found... 2,000 things that don't work deal before you you found the one that did. (laughs) Yeah. So what's it like trying to balance all these business with personal life? Is it just become your life? You're in with your daughter, but you have, do you have other children? Yep. I've got four kids and my daughter has a a baby, a two-year-old. So I'm a grand, Mm -hmm. I'm a new grandma. Congrats. Um, Thank you. So I would say in the beginning, I was very un unbalanced. Mm-hmm. But I don't think an entrepreneur, I don't think you can, In my, let me talk about me. I don't think I can talk about it in terms of balance. Mm-hmm. Because like when we were launching our Dear Dreamer business, there was a lot of time and effort and hours into that. But we knew that it was just a, a temporary push. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the household knew there was a lot of eating out and Uber. I cook almost every night because mm-hmm. I've become very healthy over the last couple of years. So I, I cook dinner almost every night. So then when we were like having it delivered and going out to eat, everybody's okay. She's, she's doing something. And I just say, I'm doing something. This is going to mm-hmm. be like how it is. So I, I don't know that it's balancing, but way, the way in my mind it works is I'm spinning plates. I got to keep them spinning. They can't Mm -hmm. stop spinning. So I'm going to spin here in this business. Okay, I'm going to spin here. I'm going to spin here. I'm going to spin here. And if I can't spin them all, then I have to find other people to spin them, either Mm -hmm. temporarily or um, permanently. When I start to get overwhelmed, I just hire more help. (laughs) Yep. Do you? (laughs) I was going to ask you about the the spinning. Do you? allocate specific hours during the day for specific plates or is it just when they need the attention so that's hard too being like a full-time mom and wife Mm -hmm. and i also run our family finances i'm married to a coach and he's an athletic director so Mm -hmm. he'll leave at like 6 30 a.m and sometimes he comes home at 9 30 p.m so that's been our whole life that's just Mm -hmm. how it is and I run everything. I make sure that the groceries are purchased, that the groceries are stocked, that the meals are made, that the bills are paid, that the laundry is done, that the house is cleaned, that the kids have the clothes that they need, that all the banking is done. Doctor's appointments are made. If anybody needs something run to them somewhere, they forgot a backpack or they Mm -hmm. need their baseball socks. Or for a while, we switched our kid to a different school outside of our boundaries. And so he had to be driven to school. It's like 45 minutes Mm. round trip. That was me. I did that. So I'm doing all of that. So because I'm so tied to their schedules, my days can't be, they can't be set in stone like that. I envy the male entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. who go in their offices for eight hours while their wives handle everything. Mm -hmm. And then it's just done because I actually have to handle all of it at once. So no, I don't have set hours or a set schedule, but I have um, non-negotiable like goals. Mm -hmm. I have non-negotiable 
like touches, like I know I have to send out like this many contacts for this business in, in the day mm-hmm. and I track it and however that gets done, it gets done. Last night I was up till 11 because my web designer needed some stuff from me. I got some money in from the other company and people had to be paid and they had to be, they had to be paid the next morning. So I had to figure out my, what they're, what they earned. But then the prior three days I took off completely off work. Mm. Hmm. Off completely. I went shopping and I went out of town <laughs> for a little getaway. And so I know I don't know if other people run their life like that, but that's how I run mine. No Just set schedule. Day to day, no set schedule. So talk to me. Let's say you're talking to a mompreneur right now who's out there trying to run her own business and <laughs> her family and she's just not making it work. What's some advice you could give her to say, here's some things that could, that will make it work for you. I would say there's probably two places where she's failing because these are the only two things she cares about outside of her business. She's, she's failing with her husband. So he's complaining and not supportive and she's failing with her familial duties, right? So she's dropping the ball in those places. And then every time she tries to level up or make more money or work harder on her business than one of those suffers. And so she pulls back. And she Mm -hmm. gets that in order, but then her business starts to shrink. And so the business is just slightly shrinking and expanding all the time. And she's never getting anywhere. And she's having problems with their marriage, but then she's fixing them. And then she's having problems, but then she's fixing them. That's Mm -hmm. just how it goes. And this is why, because people won't hire help. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about the husband too, because I just had a very, the lady that cleans my house has started Mm -hmm. a network marketing business. And now her husband has become unsupportive. Like she came to work in tears yesterday Mm -hmm. and late because Mm -hmm. they were having a fight. So I sat down with her and I was like, tell me what's happened. And I gave her some really good advice. So I will tell you that. (laughs) As far as the family goes. Okay. So I would make a list of everything Mm -hmm. that has to be done in a day. So there will be, maybe there will be laundry, you know, cleaning, dishes, packing lunches for the next day. Maybe there will be finding everybody's shoes the night before, you know, all those, all the things, maybe even like errands running here and there, just everything. And then she needs to determine, but then also the really important things, like when your kids were little, you have, you know, when they were little in grade school, remember we were, maybe you don't know this, but we're supposed to read to them 10 minutes Mm -hmm. a night, 20 minutes Mm -hmm. a night. Mm-hmm. work with them on their site work. They need, you know, if you're religious, you need scripture and prayer and you need baths and mm-hmm. you need family time and you need those things. So you make a list of everything that you've got to do. And then you decide what can be delegated. What do you absolutely don't have to do? I do not have to clean my house. Someone else mm-hmm. can do it. Mm-hmm. Someone else can run my errands. Someone else could even maybe even pay my bills if, if I wanted to give up that, that thing. Someone can fold my towels. Someone can pack lunches the night before for my kids. Someone can come and put a crock pot dinner. These are all things I've had people do. Put mm-hmm. a crock pot di- dinner in. You have to, as a mompreneur, you've got to get rid of all those things so that you can just do the things that your kids really want you for, like bedtime stories and teaching them little lessons and spending quality time with them. And you there, you can't delegate the people part, but you can delegate all the managerial stuff. And it does not have to cost money. People think, oh, I can't until I get my business going. Actually, you'll never get your business going. Mm. If you offer a product or a service 
find people that want that product and service and then do a trade. Right. And it would be so, or you can tra- just trade right across with another mom. I will mm-hmm. take your kids every Saturday if you'll clean my house every Thursday. You just trade. I did so much trading and I had preteens come in and do stuff for me and they did it for product instead of mm. payment. So that can mm-hmm. be done. As far as the husband area goes, men are very simple. They have three basic needs that they really care about. One is being fed properly. Mm-hmm. One is money. And the other one we won't talk about because this is probably family friendly. <laughs> yeah. Those three things. So I just sat down with her and I said, if he's not supportive, you're missing the boat just in those three areas. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that a woman has to cook for her husband. This is the 20, what, the 20, <laughs> right, 20, right. 20 20%. He just needs to be fed so he doesn't get hangry. I know. Yeah, there's just has to be a plan. Who's grocery? Were you grocery shopping and now all of a sudden you're not? You didn't tell anyone that you weren't mm-hmm. going to be doing that. He mm-hmm. tries to go feed the kids for you or he tries to go because you were doing it and now you're too busy. That has to be communicated. Hey, there's not going to be any groceries. You need to get groceries. Or could you put something in the crock pot? Could you have somebody else put something? Or could you just let mm-hmm. him know you're on dinner duty? It's interesting. I always talk to my kids. We never really had the formal sit down dinners very often because it, kind of the way that my wife looked at it, because this is coming from me. I don't know what I want until I'm ready to eat. I don't like the idea. Of, I, I told my wife, like I came home and she had dinner prepared. This is, we were newly married and I'm like, Hey, that is so cool. Thank you so much. But you really don't have to do that. And the reason was because I didn't, want necessarily what she was I didn't know what I want so so we always taught our kids just yeah feed yourself we just keep the fridge stocked right (laughs) and right we just teach the kids how to make the stuff that they want to make and then they can make it for themselves and so I don't know if that would work for everyone but if you have time and you have older kids even the my kids when they were eight nine years old they could go make a sandwich or cook some eggs I taught them to make one meal like chili Mm -hmm. spaghetti I taught Mm -hmm. each one of them and they each took a day when they were older so that relieved me a ton and another thing is it a man really only needs you to be good in two of three of those areas if it's money and food great but you can't be dropping the ball in Mm -hmm. all those areas they don't ask much Mm -hmm. and it doesn't cost you any time or money to make sure that you're taking care of that relationship and in, mm-hmm. and and men don't really communicate they won't say i need this or i need that they're not like women they'll just pick a thing that they think is the reason why you're not giving them what they need and then they'll start attacking that thing so he he was mm-hmm. getting on her for always being on her phone but i'm i'm on my phone all the time because i'm running all my businesses from my phone and so i i told her it's not really that he right. actually just needs you to be more attentive in these areas and he'll stop bugging you about yeah, that. Yeah, he just needs attention. Yep. Yeah, I totally he's viewing that. that as his competition. So there's my advice for mompreneurs. You have to get help. You need to yep. dump everything that you don't have to do or you don't like and, to do. And I love what you're saying. It doesn't have to cost money. You can trade. You can, you can trade products. You can trade services. You can trade time. There's lots of things you can do. And again, it all comes back down to this network. You have to have yeah. a good network of people around you and people who you can really support do. you. And it's, yep. it's just so important. No, I think that's really good. Was there ever a time in any of these businesses where you just, you did feel like giving up? Even if it was way earlier in your career. 
Yeah, I think the thing that really disheartens me is giving my time and attention to people and seeing no, like no improvement in their life, mm. like coaching people, helping mm -hmm. them come up with solutions that they never implement. And it becomes not only do I feel like it was a waste of time, but it also it felt like disrespectful to me that mm. I was just giving so much. Mm -hmm. And that will happen 100% of the time. It has taken me probably 20 years to figure out why that was happening. I was pursuing the wrong client. Mm -hmm. I was pursuing the wrong type of team member. I was pursuing the wrong client. When you are not clear about who you want to do business with and for, mm -hmm. I think you're going to want to quit weekly because... Yeah. It's just not going to, you're going to be putting in a lot of time for nothing. Yeah. I think so many business, so many entrepreneurs really do need to look at what is your ideal client? What are you? And I think that's one of the steps that people don't take. And it affects your marketing. It affects your story. It affects, you can put information out there that just doesn't resonate with those people if you don't have the right people in place, but the right story will hit the right person in the right yeah. way, but you need to know who that person is. And, and you don't like need my... everybody. Don't throw this big, huge, crazy wide net out. Throw a smaller, make your funnel smaller. You don't need a million people. And target the right people. You can use Facebook targeting and say, yeah. these are the interests that I'm looking for. These are the ages I'm looking for. I'm looking for people mm -hmm. who are married. And Facebook properly to weed out price mm -hmm. yourself property, weed out people you don't know. Can I tell you a story about that? Sure. I had a rental in my basement, in a, a home. Like I still do. I like to buy houses. Then people make my house payment for me. But mm -hmm. anyway, I had my first rental. I priced it as low as I could. So being in sales, I went to KSL at, back then before Facebook mm -hmm. Marketplace was a thing. I went to KSL. I looked to see what other apartments were renting for, and then I picked the low end of that because I thought mm -hmm. I want to get a whole bunch of people coming and looking at this apartment. So I priced it really low and I got a person in there, got a lease signed. She was an absolute nightmare. Had to evict her, did the same thing, got another person in. She was a crazy nightmare and I was ready to just walk away. I was like, mm -hmm. I either need to figure this out or quit because this is totally not worth it. And I overheard some elderly people talking at a restaurant once hmm. and this man was talking about being a landlord and i was like so desperate for answers <laughs> i just interrupted their meal i'm like right. excuse me sir i'm so sorry to interrupt i heard you talking about this and i need i desperately need some help would you mind if i asked you a question about being a landlord and he was like go ahead honey he was probably like 80 years old he was, go ahead, honey. and so i told him what was happening and he was like no, he's, you only need 10 good people to come look at your apartment so that you can pick your favorite one. Mm -hmm. You don't need 100 people. He's, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. and the time that it takes to show it to 100 people. He's, and you need to go look at what everybody's pricing their apartments at and put yours at the high end mm -hmm. so that you weed out all the kind of people that you don't want. The people that can't really afford it. And can't then it really just becomes afford a complaint. It. And that and, was the yeah. whole issue, yeah. Because yep. they weren't like terrible Okay, one of them really was, but the it's not it's not like being poor is mm -hmm. bad. It's just that I needed to price it high enough that 
money wasn't an issue. Isn't that weird? It's so backwards thinking. But yeah, I priced it high. I priced it for my ideal client. I wanted a person Mm -hmm. who could pay that. And, and it's not just rent even, it's products too. The product products. services you provide, you want to be priced at the higher Never end. Never because... discount your products. Never do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So we have had just a delightful experience with all of our renters ever since. So, right. Yep. All, awesome. all about choosing the target. So I think it's really neat. Some of the things that we've been able to cover today, talking about how to build a network and some of the technologies that you use and how to pick a target customer and then go after that customer. I love the idea of writing some books and giving those away and just spreading your knowledge in order to attract the right kind of people to you to grow your business. But if you want to just tell us real quick, the three different businesses and maybe the three different websites or how they can contact you for each one of those. Yep. So I'm only actively participating in two of them. And and one of them, they're not going to they're not, <laughs> we go find people who have money owed to them that they don't know about. So that's right, not going right. to So the only, probably the only one relevant is Dear Dreamer. Mm-hmm. And you can just go to deardreamer.com and you can find out about the retreat there. If you want the direct link to get the books free, just put mm-hmm. deardreamer.com slash books. And okay. you'll go straight to the private links to get the downloadable versions of those books for free. And then Gromatically is the sales funnel. I think people would want to take a look at and I will, I'll send you all that info so you can get that in the notes. I appreciate your time and the information you've given. I feel like we could do a whole nother podcast on some of the other things that we've talked about, but I think we've said a lot in. If I could just keep my story short, right? (laughs) Oh, I just think there's so much information. We talked about how to balance and how to spend the different plates and how to trade for help and how important it is to build a network. And I mean, each one of those could be a whole nother podcast just talking about those things. So I think that's just, yeah, it's really neat. And I just want to say that I do appreciate your time. And I think this has been really good. I hope people will watch this and learn something from it. Is there anything else, any last words that you want to tell mompreneurs who would be listening to this podcast or oh entrepreneurs? Gosh. Yeah. Don't give up on your dream. You will know if you are called to lead or if you are called to be an entrepreneur, you know it and be solution minded and take all of the mistakes that you make. Take those as tuition, be solution minded, find a way make a way and make your dreams come true. Great advice. I appreciate that, Sherilyn. Thank you so much.